recording in progress. Hey, that's pretty good. You, you got the robot voice down. You got the, like, Oni plays robot voice down. Recording in progress. That's the only impression it's I can so do. It's so scary. And it so hurts scary my throat to, to do it. Recording and I can't do it. I, can't. I need to practice the uh, voice. Uh, the only impression I can do is John Lithgow. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, cunt. I was on the fourth season of Dexter. Some would say it's the best season of Dexter. Uh, I'm a big fan of one-word impressions. I really like my one-word Reagan, where you just go, Will? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. solid. It's very good. Will? Will? Yeah. Will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shit's always good. Um, uh, welcome to House of Decline, a podcast I haven't done in a while because I've been on a sabbatical of my own choosing. I've been lazy with it, haven't been doing audio. I don't care, but I'm back now because I have more information now. I have accumulated more world knowledge, and those voices you hear are Dono and Audrey of Radio Free Tote Bag. Yeah, it uh, is. Recurring guests haven't been on the show before at the same time, so I'm very happy to have them. Uh, Whoa. Untrue. Oh, Untrue. you're right. Did we co- did you're we right. Back in the Stephen days. I'm counting in back the solo days. In the Stephen days. In the Stephen era. Uh, uh, R.I.P. Stephen. He died. Yeah, he died doing really? what he loved. Uh, being, <laughs> being a Serbic. <laughs> uh, we a Viking Steve. funeral for him. He's so good. He's one of the Sent him guys. off to sea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we, we instead of a instead of a, a coffin though, it was a guitar case, and he immediately <laughs> sank. We couldn't set it on fire. It, 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 it couldn't. It couldn't support his weight because it was a guitar case. Uh, uh, that's what happens. Um, but uh, today. I wanted to talk about something interesting. Both of us, well, not, you know, I don't think we're making any serious money off of this or, you know, we're, we're not supporting ourselves, but we do have fledgling media brands. Mm-hmm. In, true. Yeah, independent fledgling media brands, which is um, sort of a weird thing because you gain clout as a result of it, which sounds weird yeah, because, you know, do. I don't actually have clout. But right. in some weird ways, I do, and that's a strange. <laughs> it's a strange feeling to assess. You oh, yeah. recently had a live show, and uh, how was that? Experience? Yeah, last weekend that shit rocked. Yeah, uh, we had Juniper from Western Kabuki came on. I hung out with her once before, but she's awesome to hang with. And uh, Whack from that show flew out to see us. Uh, we had some other like Twitter and internet friends come in. Another friend who shall not be named, because it's, I don't know why he wouldn't want to disclose this. A fr- another friend of ours got a kidney stone and he couldn't come. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was going to be a more star studded evening, but the fucking kidney function on this man just like not was doing it. Deleted it. Uh, but it was cool. I thought we were going to get like 25 people. We had close to 50. The audience was fantastic. Uh, the venue was very cool. I haven't performed live. Like, I've certainly never put on a show. I haven't performed live outside of open mics and, like, a couple small shows in L.A. six or seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it was pretty cool to be on stage. Extra cool to have, like, a very receptive audience in that way. Yes. Like, have fans in the audience. And then fucking insane to have and meet fans. Yeah. Yes. Like, That's to your point, <laughs> we're on the smaller... Like, I'm not, a, I'm not getting recognized on the street 
but straight up insane to meet people who are like stoked that they get they, to like, meet you. They and I'm look like, upon I'm just you. some guy. They look <laughs> upon you as if they have seen the face of God for a second. They're like, oh my God. Yeah. It's you from the Discord, so cool. and you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I don't. I haven't paid taxes in years because I don't make a large enough income. <laughs> Why don't look at me this way? <laughs> I don't deserve this. Yeah. No. But that's the funny thing. I mean, because I don't know. It seems weird to say it, but I sought that kind of attention out. I mean, that's what happens when you're an entertainer. You're a song and dance person. You're razzle dazzle. You know, you're. <laughs> Your job is to project more outward confidence than, say, the average person has in terms of oh, yeah, like, true. public speaking or whatever. And I don't have this confidence, but I learned the tools to fake it over the years. Yeah. yeah. And um, once you do it enough, other people sort of they like that. You know, they, they it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's attractive. You know, what can I say? It's attractive. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. I had it naturally as a younger person. Maybe not entirely naturally. I was on a lot of like medication and stuff that made me just anxiety was impossible to feel. Uh, and I, it was kind of an unearned, uh, possibly annoying confidence. <laughs> then I had a whole tumble from that ego death situation in college where I was like extremely self-conscious for years and then in the past year uh, after the beginning of last year being very difficult with a breakup and a bunch of other ba like bad work shit and all of this stuff uh, I've started I've like started leaning into performing I started doing in-person acting classes because I was like I'm sick of feeling like I like speaking publicly I'm sick of feeling anxious about this I'm going to find a way to work around this. And it fucking worked quickly. Mm -hmm. And like, it has carried over to my social anxiety where I'm in this place now where I'm like, why not just fucking pretend in that way? Why not just like keep pulling myself out of my head whenever I'm like, you look stupid or oh, and people are going to think you're dumb. Whatever the fuck, just being like, shut the fuck up. People <laughs> like me. I'm going to get the fuck out there. Yeah. And it's been crazy. It is like a dramatic difference in my quality of life. And uh, I don't know. It extra fucking rocked like that coinciding with doing yeah. this live show for the first time. I'm feeling like just genuinely confident at this point, And it's fucking sick. It's mm -hmm. a weird feeling. Uh, I spent a number of years uh, as a DJ. And so like most of my stage confidence comes from like people want to hear what I want to put out in the world. Like people have respect yeah. for like my tastes or my um sort of like way of doing things and people are interested in hearing that but i hadn't done it in 10 years so i definitely had a philly fucking freak out the couple days before like i was like <laughs> yeah um like full-on like weeping at work like what if i bomb oh no <laughs> they're gonna hit they're all gonna point to did you see that <laughs> video of the fella at the twerk contest who came as pants yes and everyone yes. is pointing and laughing at it like this nightmarish video hold the, up and the announcer hold is up. the man released semen in his pants <laughs> he released semen and, you know, it's this nightmare they do like the scenario. record scratch yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hold up and like the faces are all distorted, like some sort of like Lynchian, it's like Inland Empire or something like that. Um, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I was afraid if I perform in front of people, that's going to happen. You're going to yeah. come your pants? Yeah, I'm going to come my pants and everyone's going to point and like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> I think, you could pull. I think you could pull. I think if you booked a sure. venue somewhere, 
I think you could pull. I think people would be there. 100%. Yeah, but I'm getting up to that case. I don't I don't want to see people. You know, I I mean, I do these spaces too and it's it's sort of weird as well because like I get these like young people in, these college yeah. people, like 20-year-old people and they like I they look to me for advice and I give it because I I shouldn't be giving advice, but I like the attention and I like the idea. I'm a big I'm a queer big brother to these little to these you know they're looking for some for some direction in life and I'm here to get but there is that there is that sense too because it's I mean you have an advice show you you yeah, know that yeah. you know your advice is to be taken with a grain of salt as well because it's informed by your experience yeah. as well we always Don't just we say we're that. dipshits with microphones like just like take it or leave we've it. got experience we're not experts yeah yeah so but i mean that's what i try and tell that like the the young people that talk to me on the twitter spaces i'm like don't you know i'll say what my experience is but you know, find your own way in life you know because you should i'm yeah, a cartoonist yeah. on the internet you know uh talking to talking to like college age i am objectively a loser so, so it's like, <laughs> you shouldn't be listening to uh, no, it's good. I don't think I'm a loser as well. I, I, that, but that's the problem. I need to do constant like medicinal self-deprecation, or else yes. I become uh. Galadriel in Lord of the Rings, you know, <laughs> and I will be a glorious queen. You know, because <laughs> um, yeah, even with the small amount of like clout that I have on the end, that shit gets to you like right away. Yeah, fast. And it. Um, yeah, especially my personality, my very narcissistic personality. It's uh, it's bad medicine for me. Same sister suffragette. I remember uh, in the DJ days back in like the way back, I'm like 21, 22, and I had like played a few clubs, and it just so happened that somebody had seen me play at a club the night before and saw me on the quad, mm -hmm. and goes, "Hey, look, it's Rocket Nerd," and I'm like, "They just yelled my fucking DJ name." I was like, I like. Stood there and I just fucking posed for a second, and like the whole rest of the day, I'm a dick. I'm like a total dick the entire rest of the day. Oh, I don't have this. I've got like the reverse because I grew up with all this like Catholic guilt and mm. shit. And even in that time of like not getting the anxiety, I, I never had a great sense of like giving myself credit for anything or like backing myself. So if I got compliments, I was always like. Um, leave. Uh, oh no, thank you. I don't know how to respond to this. Oh, I don't no, think thank it's you. true. No, for me, actually. Please, please get away from me. <laughs> and so now I'm having to like been training myself to just like appreciate that and take it sincerely. And so I'm always just kind of like, oh shit, this person made my day, and I just get like a goofy smile on my face, and I'm bopping around in a really good mood. Yeah. And I'm probably nicer to people. Yeah, that's I'm so like, good. people were cool to me. I want to make other people feel like that's that. such a good instinct. And yeah. it's, it's where I am now. 22 year old me was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm thinking of like you said, your Catholic upbringing informed that my dad was Catholic, but my mom was Jewish. And in typical Jewish mother fashion, you know, first you start out, you're the chosen people. Already bad for your ego, you know, if you have an ego on you. Like, I am chosen? Oh, okay. Um, and then your mother tells you, look, you need to feel guilty constantly, but you are also the most special, perfect, talented boy in the world, and everyone should adore you. 
And you know, that was very much my, I don't know if this is typical of other uh, Jewish children, but it was my experience as well. So uh, My mother converted to Messianic Judaism later in life, so I wonder if that's... <laughs> there you go. Because I had, had a similar instinct. sort of arc. She knew what to do. She knew, yeah. She in knew. child rearing. You are the most special. You are the most talented. I used to get smart. You're so smart. Ah, yeah. And then, like... Like, oh fuck! Now I, <laughs> now I have to be smart, and then I would like I downplay the shit because I I recognize that I got a little bit of an intellect on me. I'm a little bit of an egg-headed kind. Of. She's got a huge head. It's enormous. Look at my fucking forehead. I got a five head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I downplay it. I have to act stupid. You do not have a five head. Yeah. Okay, fine. You're, right, You're not Vivek Ramaswamy over here. You know? <laughs> that guy looks like the fucking leader from Hulk. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um, yeah. So yeah, just being filled with that sort of thing. And the reaction is weird because I I did seek this out. It was, and I know why I sought it out was because um, it's just Pitchfork going under. And like Xbox laying off 2,000 jobs, like the games industry is going through this gigantic Jesus. upheaval. So all of these like arts industries, these things where these people are like the re they're doing the things they love and that they want to do. And that, you you know, you work in the games industry and you endure the crunch and you endure the terrible hours because it's the thing you're good at doing and that you love mm -hmm. doing. Right. Right. Um, but like if you just can't rely on employers and if it's just always this fucking battle uphill where VC might buy your company out at any second or there might be like massive layoffs or like the CEOs won't take cuts or they like paying back investors or something, then, you know, why not just strike it out on your own and become a become a thing unto yourself? Why try and re and the problem is you're still relying on some corporate teat in some way because I rely on Patreon. Right. Yeah, and if that ever too. fucks up and goes under, you know, I'm I'm done. You know, and it's fucked yeah. up before and like fucked up with my subscribers. So there's still like there is still like a, a relationship of ownership, but at least it feels more free than, you know, when I was employed. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's frustrating with those industries too. Uh, the way you can leverage like people's passion for something against them, like people are going to be willing to some degree to put up with harsher and worse conditions to do the thing that they love because everything else sucks yeah. in a similar way, but without having at least that fulfillment of doing the thing that you love and are good at. Like, I know so many people who do acting or comedy or fucking musicians who just have the worst horror stories in the world because the, the fucking employer, the owner of whatever thing they're, they're working for can leverage that against them. And that's such... A specifically soul-crushing and bleak thing to like weaponize someone's passion for the thing that makes them happy and contributes like the beauty they feel inside themselves out into the world to bunch up shareholder oh, profits yeah. a little bit. Well, Fuck an, that. An I, owner I hate type. That yeah. So much. He sees a yeah. he sees an excited person. And they're like, ooh, this person will do labor for cheap because they this feel is a fucking room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it sucks. A, a painter must paint. A singer must sing. A CEO yeah. must exploit ruthlessly. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. It sucks. This has all been said before, but it just, it it selects and gives power to the worst personality mm -hmm. type imaginable. And I think that just kind of explains everything. Mm -hmm. It sucks so bad. I mean, it happens in in fucking 
airlines like they're people who like beg to fly they're like i have to fly because it's that's yeah. my thing that i need to do okay well you're gonna work 80 hour weeks and you're gonna get no pay and your union is gonna get busted and insane inconsistent hours you're yeah. on some fucking regional airline you were yeah. home not at all yeah um, a lot of horror stories with you're fucking shit, evil too. you know uh one of the industries that gets it the worst is animation which yes. is um so I think one of the reasons why Review with Forrest McNeil is my favorite television oh, yeah. show. One of my fa- is no, I've said before it's my favorite TV show of all time, but it's, it's like one it's of the few or it's it's one of the few shows with I think like Nathan Fielder also engages with this as well, even uh, like Back to Rain Man in a in a more negative sense, but the exploitation of the autistic for profit which is like <laughs> That's what review is. It's about That's this what review is. autistic coded guy. You know, there's even an episode where he's paired up with a more, uh, you know, non-functional autistic person who sort of repeats and follows him as well. But you have this person who has this sort of weird drive and passion that comes from somewhere that doesn't come from a sense of monetary gain, but rather right. sort of a sense of like a obsession over a very specific thing. Sure. And you'll have the James Urbaniak show, uh, the James Urbaniak character in the show, Grant. You know, he exploits that at every end because he knows Forrest can't help himself but return to the source of his hyperfixation. And <laughs> this is like, you know, if you're an art, if you're a Forrest McNeil type, which I very much am, <laughs> you know, you, you, your, your shit is going to get exploited by people because you just feel lucky to be doing it to begin with, you know, getting paid for it. That's amazing. You know, under this structure, we get to exploit ourselves. Yeah, we get to take ourselves and like my own narcissistic desire to talk into a microphone and have people hear it and then harness that and get it in front of people. And the thing I always fear about is like, are we making a good enough product to make people interested in the thing that we're doing? And I don't know, like, is there do you feel that there's a compromise between trying to pull people in and trying to stay true to what? your actual vision is or is it just fully just like i'm gonna put it out and if you like it you like it and if you don't like it don't subscribe on the patreon hit the yeah. bricks oh yeah well i think it's like once you reach a certain size or a certain audience level um especially you guys who have like whose show is so dependent on fan interaction as well yeah. um inevitably you start to catch yourself pandering and like you gotta you gotta hit the brakes on that shit like if you if you catch yourself doing that and like but that's sh that shit is hard because it's like you run out of ideas quick and suddenly you start turning to the fan response. But uh, yeah, I mean that's I, good too. That's like a collaboration thing. But I'm I'm also pretty mm -hmm. solipsistic as well. So if like I see too much of that entering my shit, I'm like, no, it is corrupting me. No, I, the fans <laughs> are corrupting me. I must do my own thing. <laughs> Um, but no, that's that's obviously. See, this is the problem. Megalomania. <laughs> this is instant megalomania, and I think. One of the, I mean, that's why I also like doing the spaces too, because I think a lot of the way to cure this is to turn the parasocial into just the social. Realize yeah. that people who are yeah, appreciating you are like, like they praise you, but you have to like immediately say thank you and then ask them a question about them yeah, and you know exactly. about their life. You know, you're on the same level. You know, you're not, I am not, you know, you, you sort of have to establish that, I feel, or else they're yeah, going to, yeah. I, I just I hate I hate that feeling of like any kind of like hierarchy thing where I hate any sense of being placed above somebody. It mm -hmm. makes me feel really gross. I love it. 
I live for it. <laughs> I did. I like. I don't get me wrong. Like, I love being appreciated and like people liking the show I do or other stuff that I work on. That feels good. But I don't like a feeling of you're better than me because you do this thing that I like. Yeah. That makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah. I, yes, that's true. Like, I feel like if any of our if any of our fans, if any of our listeners ever felt like they were less than me. That would make me really uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, it feels it feels weird and gross. It was cool also meeting people in person uh, because everybody I met who was at the show wasn't somebody I already knew. Everybody was super friendly and cool, yeah. and I chatted with a bunch of them for you know a good amount of time there and liked everybody I talked to. And that was a cool feeling of like, oh, people are listening to this and are like traveling to come to our show. And they're also like cool people that I like enjoyed talking to. Yeah. That's that's a good feeling. And it wasn't just like they're going to talk about me a whole bunch, but they're just good people right. to talk with. Because I was a little nervous about that part of like, what am I going to go to a bunch of people and rattle out, like hear the same things and like say the same thing about myself? Yeah. I don't want to do that. I was definitely doing bits. Cool. I can't remember any of them. I can't remember any of them because the whole night is a fucking blur. But yeah. like at the after party, I was definitely hitting people with the same fucking bit that I had. Oh, sure, yeah, you gotta you gotta reuse the bit over and over. Especially yeah. you're a little wasted, you know, and it's working, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's a living. Yeah. It's a living. <laughs> Uh, hey, how do you how do you make a hormone? Wait, no, not that one, not that one. <laughs> that was... Well, you synthesize estrogen in your bathtub, and then you provide it to people who live in Ohio because apparently that's not going to be a thing uh, that's, that's uh, legal that's for there for much more longer. Yeah, yep. there was so much bad news. <laughs> so much, yeah, like, Don. Awful it's news really awful. constantly. Um, had a little spiral last night. That shit sucks. Yeah, fucking yeah. Ohio. I mean, yeah, dog. You, you That's where my doctor how... is too. Oh so my like, god, I'm fucked. You forget I how actually... right wing that shit is. It's crazy. Mm. I had um I had a meeting with my doctor the last time I saw her, and she goes, "Okay, so there's been some upcoming changes to the law. Now we think we're in a pretty good position to make sure that nothing really changes for our patients." So we're pretty sure you're going to be fine. I will say that the manufacturer's recommendation for a bottle of estrogen is that it's supposed to last 28 days. Now, you and I know that it lasts much longer than that, but we're going to go ahead and refill it every 28 days. I would never encourage you to stockpile medication, Audrey, but you're going to fill it every 28 days. Uh, and I'm like, that's fucking scary. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so, that's so fucked up. Yeah, when, you, when you're getting the coded messages from the doctor, you know shit is fucked up when they are looking in their eyes with a different, read the yes. intent behind my word. You know, that is not, <laughs> yeah. you don't want that. That's, <laughs> that's not, not good. good. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that shit is, is fucked up. I mean, part of the inevitable uh, fascist trend we see the country going mm -hmm. towards. Um, I mean, that's the thing about, like... Um, I guess it was the same part and parcel with like uh, uh, the gay movement in the 90s where part of it was denying medicine as well, just in terms yeah. of mm -hmm. HIV medication as well. And it's the same thing. It repeats over and over again. There's some sort of medication that this group needs and you need to, uh, you know, class them down in order to have some sort of dominant 
will over them or, you know, say these other, you know, this is the out group that we can use to marshal our, our political victories against you. And uh, it just sucks because I like having a dominant will applied to me. I just don't like it when it's the government doing it's, it. Yeah, <laughs> when it's consensual. <laughs> When you got when you use when you have a safe word, but yeah, it's not. <laughs> the safe word is constitution. Yeah, yeah, but you don't want to. Yeah, I wish. I Biden is not daddy. You know, he is, mm. he is most decidedly not the daddy. least daddy old guy he, of all time. Hunter, he's just, there. Hunter, Hunter is daddy Hunter. for sure. Hunter is daddy. <laughs> yeah. Have but. you seen? Have you seen the picture of Joe wearing the fucking hard hat backwards that just came out? No. Yes. Oh, it's good. It's real good. <laughs> yeah. He's really been sunned down and as of late. He's like, yep, I'm a blue collar guy that I'm, that's believable for everybody. Yeah. My hard hat's on backwards. Yeah, we had it's... old fizzy beer, hard hats going on construction time. You know, we had, you know, when we were kids, uh, we had steel girders and iron girders. <laughs> and, you know, they were made in Allentown, but... You know, you know, I'm, I'm I not, wasn't a Gerber baby. I was a girder baby. I was a. There, there you go. It's I think that's too clever Stupid. for him. I think he would. A couple more halting pauses and then a bizarre reference to something from the 70s. Are these deep fakes that I'm seeing where you just kind of. No, you know what I mean? The distillery or whatever. This is real. That's just yeah, a real thing. Real. Yeah. I remember when he called him uh, uh, Presnold Trunt. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. That I liked very much. Uh, well, yeah, it's Trunt. It, it made sense verbally. You got it. You got it from the context. Yeah. President. President Trunt. It sucks. That was not one of the shows we're friends with. I can't remember who was saying this, but it sucks with this upcoming election that like there's. I think it was probably Anders on Pod Damn that there's like. There's nothing to be even remotely interested. Like, it's all just bleak. There's not even, like, anybody to rally behind. There's nothing right. to be done. There's no even slightly decent primary challenger. The only interesting thing that could happen is Trump or Biden fucking dies. Yeah. That's it. No, Nothing well, else it. could do anything. If you got to root for the Dems, you know, I'm not pro-electoralism, but, like, uh, if you have to vote for the Dems, I'm going for, like, I like Kamala now because she's very drugged up constantly. Yes. <laughs> I like her now true. because she she's doing exactly what I would do in, like, a thankless, awful job, which is do The wheels much. on the bus go round and round. <laughs> you think you fell out of a coconut tree? You know, she's, she's wild. She's, she's getting time. weird with it. You know? She's genuinely having a very uh, good time. You she's tell. walking around. Out, you know the the White House going. I'm gonna roast this bone. You know, I'm gonna get real weird with it. I'm getting weird with it, my <laughs> She's getting like an Alzheimer's contact high from Biden. Yeah, <laughs> is what it feels yeah. like. She's on. They synthesized what does that to Biden, and they gave it to her to like just get the branding aligned. Basically, just get it aligned. But yeah, I can't yeah. expect any of the fucking young people to, you know, you just did a genocide. <laughs> what are you talking yeah, about? No, what the it? fuck yeah. are you doing? Your money, your ta any tax money that you have paid <laughs> is going straight to blowing people up. Yeah. That did nothing to you. Yeah. Into nothing good. Yeah. Not a there single has been thing good. No fucking good initiatives under this old piece of shit. Exactly. The it's, the entire miserable. The entirety of government is completely incapable of performing any positive actions and wholly willing to provide punitive action at any turn. Yeah. And it sucks ass. So let's go support yeah, go support that. Go have any interest in continuing that system of things. Yeah. Enjoy. 
I mean, fucking miserable. I mean, it's also, you know, it's. I'm not going to get into the whole electoralism thing. And I don't begrudge people that make the electoralism argument because it's, I think it's a powerful fear of like, well, the other thing could be even worse. But at this yeah. point, you just have to say, how? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, the only thing, like, the only thing that keeps me on the on the Democrat plantation, as they like to say, the only uh, thing that keeps Jesus me there. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. You can't is... be talking like that, white baby. <laughs> 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 to quote the, the, that, killer post. the only thing that keeps me around <laughs> is the fact that Donald Trump specifically said that he wants to eliminate gender affirming care. Period. Yeah. Like for anybody. Yeah. That's the only that's it. That's the only thing. The most deranged possible position is the only thing that is keeping me from giving like not giving a shit entirely, you know. Yeah. Yep. I'm the same boat. And it's just what what's the next thing we can hold over your head? Mm-hmm. It was Roe v. Wade. They've yeah. done jack shit. Literally fucking Literally nothing. fucking yeah. nothing. Nothing about that. It's uh it's bleak and miserable. And I don't really I'm at this place where I'm like, I don't know what to do other than attempt to build community and make art. And that is like a selfish thing because oh, yeah. I'm in a position to do that right now. And uh, yeah, I was chewing on that a lot last night. I was like, that this this sucks. Yeah, this sucks, and I I don't know what to do about it. Well, I think that's the other you you mentioned that that's sort of the, like the dark side of becoming your own brand unto yourself because it's this. I think like not everyone is media brained or like I think there are people that take pride in having normal ass jobs and you know we're and and I'm sure there are industries or jobs that people have which aren't as like predatory as the games industry you know there are people out there that yeah. you know aren't trying to be performers or razzle dazzlers or YouTube because they just don't have that sickness within them. Um, They're fucking squares, man. Yeah, but so many fucking people do. So everyone wants to be media person now, right? Well, yeah, um, it's the it's the only outlet that's available that doesn't seem hyper exploitative. Like, yeah. it's exploitative. Like, you will be someone will use you to like, like advertise something or sell your you know product that you make or whatever. Somebody's yeah. gonna do that, but you feel like you own your output, and it's the only way to do that. Oh yeah, and it's just low opportunity cost. All you need is a mic and a computer, yep. which you'd probably have anyway. And you know, just with that, you can you can build something. Um, but that's the weird thing is like sometimes I feel like I am the evil that is contributing to our complacency <laughs> because I am providing to our endless ball of entertainment that will distract people instead of actually you know doing anything radical or like i organize and i encourage people to do politics but inherently you know art is is a leisure format so mm. it's always sort of weird it, you know and and that's the other reason why i like being a fledgling brand and turning myself into the brand turning myself into the product i am become the capitalist product i am barbie i am barbie you know i i am selling myself why i no nominate for oscar i am feminist i am feminism um uh yeah that shit is so but i mean that's also the thing it's like um i see on the horizon which is um very frightening for me i heard heard abigail thorne philosophy tube yeah philosophy yeah. tube abigail thorne she had a video about hasbean hotel and i'm i'm talking like this for no particular reason um <laughs> abigail thorne had a video about hasbean hotel and she she said 
I haven't watched. You gotta stop doing Abigail's accent. That's not very. This is exactly what she sounds like. I am from England. This is England right here. Ingerland. Ingerland. Um, yeah. Um, she was saying. She okay. I'll stop. Uh, she was saying. Um, Hasbeen Hotel is interesting because it represents this sort of uh, burgeoning new format where, uh, like, uh, the creator economy is prized over everything else. Where like these. Patreon or these uh, sort of DIY patron-backed uh, series become the relative norm for what gets picked up and produced by something. Oh. And along with this is a low labor cost or sort of like a low opportunity cost. Like it loses money with the production. It doesn't make money with the uh, actual broadcast of the of the animated show or whatever it is. It makes some ad revenue, right? But the real money is merch. It makes all of its money back on merch. It's about creating these incredibly toyetic characters. Not only toyetic characters, but characters who are, like, in Hasbeen Hotel, explicitly designed of, you're going to make horny art of these people. We expect you to make horny art of these people. Um, so... What's... Hold on. What's... what's the, I, I know that name. I read the Wikipedia article about it, like, a month ago, because I, I... Like, I remember it from when I was younger. I never watched this stuff. I'm more familiar with the Hell of a style. Boss, the sister thing. Yeah. I I find the art style a little off-putting. Yeah, personally. it's not my I don't thing. Think it's, yeah. I don't think it's for me. What, what's the deal with this, though? I'm a trans woman. It's made for me. What is it? It's this very um, deviant art style. Like, that's Yes. The, that's the thing that's that comes to mind. It's like, it, it's like, and, and it's a big coup too because it feels like this DVRN thing. D, in the same way that Smiling Friends felt like Newgrounds becoming mainstream, yeah. or like Newgrounds getting some sort of cultural purchase, this feels very much like the deviant art style, uh, getting that same cultural purchase. And yeah. um, what's interesting to me about the show, or like. I haven't. I can't speak to the quality. So I, I, I watched it and it's like uh, I watched the trailer and it's like, yeah, this also isn't made for me. <laughs> I just don't like the way they sing that really nasal, like Idina Menzel, Christian Ugh. Chenoweth. Like, oh, it's you know, they was like, what happened to, mm. what happened to like your diaphragm? You know, what happened to Ethel Merman? <laughs> you know, what happened to Len Carrier? You know. <laughs> What happened to these old music? Keith David's in it, and he sings. I bet he'll sing better. Or maybe does he sing? I don't know if Keith David. Sings. I have no idea. I know he's in the no show, idea. but um, either way. But yeah, I found this sort of uh, what what Abigail said. I don't know if she was saying it negatively or positively. I think she said it positively because she herself is in you know the the creator space as am I. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, part of what will inevitably become my thing as I stick to this is the selling of merch and uh, that. But, you know, that always like, you know, the fact that we are enter entering this incredibly toyetic age where you're not about to not only you're branding yourself, but you're literally turning yourself into the plushie. You turn yourself into the doll. You take your personality and you turn yourself into the Barbie for people to play with. Right. Um, you know, that is sort of, and not only do you turn yourself into the Barbie, other people now aspire to be the Barbie because of your relatively limited success. You know, Yeah. that's, that's sort of a fucked up corollary to this as well. Like, you I shouldn't want to do this. <laughs> I don't know. I've I genuinely thought about seeing what it would take to get RFTB plushies made because I saw, specifically because I saw PSX Lilith on Twitter, I saw her making plushies of herself. And I'm like, well, fuck, oh, people are going to want the little plush Audrey and the little plush Donovan. They want that. Yeah. 
What if they use it as like a, a voodoo doll? What if they stick pins in me? I don't That's want that. That's not real. I don't want it's that. It's okay. How though. do you know that? I, I've, I, you ever had a doll yourself? You ever had voodoo? No one has clearly done voodoo on. You've never run a foul of a again. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I don't want to get stuck with pins. Uh, I hate pins. Um, that's why you got to make Funko Pops. Can't stab them. Can't stab. Can't stab a Funko Pop. Pop. Yeah, there's no it's such thing. As the world's armor. first. Yeah. Kevlar plushie. <laughs> Tactical yeah. plushie. A raving madman attempted to stab me, but in my jacket pocket, I had my Kevlar plushie. I had my Kevlar Dono. Well, we got to stage that. That could be like a viral news item. That would yeah. be a moment. Like we give a plushie to somebody and then I put like a... Well, I guess I have a mustache, so I can't put on a fake mustache and glasses. No, you can. But that'll be funny because then you take okay, off the I mustache. Okay, I put a fake revealing your mustache underneath. over the mustache, and I shoot them, and it hits the plushie, and they're like, my God, I was saved by this Donna. Everyone should carry these around. Kids should put these in their backpacks before going to school and get a government <laughs> grant so that they put a Dono Kevlar plushie in their backpack so that when the shooting happens, they're safe. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's not a bad idea, actually. Um, uh, Let's get that government contract. Absolutely. Get the Kevlar plushies going. It, it works. And you, you need to get, like, a real Chicago guy to stage it so that, like, the other Chicago guys will be, ooh, a Kevlar plushie. I never thought of that before. <laughs> this will be great when I'm too afraid to go out for sausage. We're uh, Oh, fuck. Uh, what I'm, a wonderful I'm, city. I'm the here second for city. <laughs> the second city has it. Yeah, but yeah, merch. It's a good place. Um, I like it here. I have trouble selling merch it. because I can't, I have a hard time asking people to buy something I would never buy myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is, I can't sell about... plushies because I don't buy plushies. So it's like, I know right. you want it, but I can't sell it to you because I think it's useless. And I, I don't want the... you buying it. I think the little guy with his cock out. The little guy, just good. Yeah. your little guy. I think that's a the good plushie. Guy. Yeah, I would much rather if I had to do it. Like I don't have the funds for it yet. I don't want to play. I would make it a vinyl figurine, like a vinyl little okay. art figurine. I would like to do okay, that, but yeah. I need I need money. I need more money to do that. Yeah, it's hard unless yeah. you sell the likeness to a toy company, and then you get the money. They oh. give it to you up front as an advance. Some real bad shit can happen with that. Yeah, then um, terrible things happen. Did you ever well, hear? Yeah, but then you have money. Uh, sometimes, sometimes they sometimes try to steal you your entire you brand. Uh, like, did you hear about that Alex Norris fella? Mm-mm. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. he did those What's comics that? with the little blob characters that go, "Oh no!" Oh, no. Yeah, you know those oh, comics. It's no. like he uh, does very general situation, and he had a deal with this gaming company, this tabletop gaming company called Golden Bell Games, and they fucking stole all of his IP. And yep. he has been in a protracted legal battle for years with this unscrupulous uh, tabletop RPG. And the worst an- part is that there's a perfect Oh No comic from that. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's exactly what the it. comic warned about. <laughs> Wait, I think they also on Alex Norris. They, oh, uh, Alex Norris is they, yeah. Um, yeah, that that fucking sucks. I mean, another way that if you are a creator or you are a creative type and want to do something, you will get exploited by unscrupulous people, which just fucking incentivizes you to do it on your own, too. Yes. A hundred percent. Do it first before they can do it to you. Yeah. I mean, but in that, there's also, like, a sort of atomization. It's hard to build community because you see yourself as competing with other people or being locked, Mm -hmm. like, uh, potentially being existentially exploited by them. Like, if you make a connection with some big podcaster, a YouTube person, well, 
you, you narrow your eyes a little. Are you using me for clout? Am I using you for clout? Or is this, <laughs> you know, that, that sort of relationship where you fear yourself becoming cynical and opportunistic like that sort of presents itself as well. It's a problematic clout gap. Yeah. <laughs> entering the discourse these days. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I dropped my uh, fiddling rock. I have a collection of uh, rocks and like screws and like nuts and stuff that I fiddle with on it's my like, desk when I'm on calls. Yeah, you're fiddling rock. And I thought I it was them. like a rock that you fiddled with that you could bow, you know, a fiddle He's playing fiddle with the rock. That is the greatest fiddle player. I have ever seen. I have ever seen. Yeah. The rock devil went down to rock Georgia. Yeah. Et cetera. Et cetera. Now let us sodomize him because we are no. deranged hillbillies. <laughs> no. <laughs> sodomize. No, don't sodomize We're me. Sodomizing Ned Beatty. Sodomizing Ned Beatty. Come on. Ned Beatty. <laughs> Come on. Um, yeah, that's a fun movie. That's a good Don't one. sodomize me, bro. <laughs> no, we're not sodomizing you. We're sodomizing Ned Beatty. <laughs> <laughs> that's their going Don't on. Don't sodomize him, bro. We're sodomizing that. That's all we do in the South. We get moonshine, <laughs> uh, barbecue, <laughs> sodomize <NASCAR>. Ned Beatty. NASCAR, <laughs> you know, grits, sodomize Ned Beatty. All of it, you know. That's what we do in the South. <laughs> I had shrimp and grits in Savannah, Georgia, and it may be the greatest meal I've ever eaten it's in my life. It's so good. It's so good. I've never had grits. I spent a third of my life in the South and never had grits. Get shrimp and grits up. next time you're down there. Get grits them, are excellent. Them, it's like Get them nice and briny. It's American congee. Uh, Interesting. There you go. And I like congee. I like gruel. I'm a big gruel fan, I guess. You know. All <laughs> these prisoners complaining about thought? gruel. Yeah. <laughs> They always, always, they always underhype this gruel. You put a little butter in it, it really sings, you know? What was Oliver Twist fucking complaining about? That little idiot? He was getting that grits every idiot. day. Don't you just love a porridge? Come on. Yeah. You want more grits, Oliver Twist? You are going to work for that predatory Jewish fella. That's a weird story. <laughs> I don't know there's a Jewish element in there. That's uh, Fagin, yeah. Fagin is Jewish in Oliver Twist. Oh, he's shit. at least coded as Jewish. You've got to pick God. up on the door, too. Yeah. God damn. Good musical. Fuck, I, can go, I can go for some mush right about now. All this yep. gruel talk. Y'all ever heard of cornmeal mush? <laughs> yeah, mush? You have, we're you getting ever heard of mush? mush? Yay. Now, you buy it in a roll... And then you cut the end off the roll, and you get like a little medallion of corn mush, and then you fry <laughs> that shit up in bacon grease, uh -huh. and that's a good old breakfast treat. And uh -huh. I want to have it real bad, actually. but they stopped selling it at the grocery store around here, because uh, it used to be when I was growing up, you could get corn mush, and now because of woke, you can't get no fucking corn on, mush. They, they obliterated the mush, you know, everything's, <laughs> you know, they're turning gender into mush, but they got rid of the actual mush, you know. Can't, everyone's all fiddle-faddle now, but you know what I like, the, the, the flavorless conglomerate you know that I used to enjoy. You know the 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 sort of half semi Newtonian solid that I used to put in my mouth every day. Can't get it at the Piggly Wiggly no more. So Can't now, get it the way Piggly Wiggly. you know, I bought a I bought a I bought a Vitamix, and I just am you know doing manual mush. <laughs> DIY mush. Yeah, DIY. My pronouns mush. are fiddle faddle. <laughs> <laughs> There is a Piggly Wiggly near me in Nashville, and I just found yeah. out it closed. Damn. That's a huge bummer. Dang. 
It was. Uh, it looked like it was straight out of the seventies. There is a fella who worked there named Threk Michaels. One of the greatest names I've Threk ever heard. Threk Michaels. God damn. T h r e k. Real old, old like psychedelic rock looking guy, okay. like long gray hair. Okay. Uh, had like played session musician stuff for on like some pretty famous albums. I'd always chat with him when I went there. We're doing a Threk Michaels tangent. I just remembered this. That's all right. Because of the. Because you mentioned Piggly Wiggly. Um, it sounds like Michael Cernovich saying Shrek. It's Threk Michael. Threk. Threk Michael. I've ne- never heard anyone called that. He was like the sweetest fucking dude, though. He was great. Somebody at the uh, one of the colleges down there like made a little documentary about him. No this shit. guy fucking rocked. I would go in there. He's like helping old ladies to their wheelchairs, like regular customers and stuff. This guy rocked. Yeah. Anyways, we look up his music once because we're like, we got to support this guy. We got to. This guy rocks. And uh, the top five songs on Spotify, uh, the word lonely is in four out of five of them. Oh, fuck. And I was like, I have to, I need to marry Threk, man. (laughs) I can't have this guy be sad. It makes me sad. And now the fucking Wiggly is gone. They they fucking, they got rid of my Threk, man. Fuck. I hope you're okay, Threk. I liked you. (laughs) You need to make Threk a star. In fact, star Threk. That's what you got to do. There we go. The next generation. Generation. The next generation. Star Threat Voyager. Star Threat Voyager. Star. Damn. Sorry to wax poetic. No, no, but I mean, that's the other thing is like, it's so weird that someone like that. I guess he never. Threk was never a guy who had cultural purchase, though. He never had. Do you think he ever had clout in his life, Threk? Do you think he ever had fans? I feel like adjacent stuff. From what I understood about what he did, if you're like a session musician type, you're not going to get like known on the street. But if you mention some of the stuff you do, people are like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, you right. played on like albums that people would recognize. And you're I don't kind know, of a mu- few- you're kind of a musician's musician, really. If you're yeah. a session person, that's a good, because that's like a if good you mention like if a bigger per like a star like a singer or somebody mentions oh yeah i used yeah threk played on my album or what like i can just imagine a conversation between two people that have the clout mentioning yeah. someone and being like that guy position. rocks yeah he's got a, a one-of-a-kind name whoa sorry i got i also got like a magnet wand for magnetic nail polish whoa. on my desk and it's like drawing the smaller magnet. I was spinning it in my hand, and then like three inches away, the smaller magnet is twisting. I wish I could sign this. This isn't interesting at all. This no, it is interesting. <laughs> I'm wanting a magnets. How do they it's work? Really, it's really cool. Well, if you drop them in water, that's it for magnets. Oh. You can kill magnets? That's, <laughs> that's so what, cool. That's what DJT said, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's what, what Donnie that said. Last week. Okay, so like last week, they were talking about magnetic <laughs> elevators. They were going to make elevators with magnets. Well, what I, they, spent, they went over millions of dollars on the project to make the magnetic elevators. You know what I tell you about magnets? You put them in water, no more magnets. You can neutralize <laughs> magnets with water. It's clear. Right? Um, it kills the magnet. Kills Holy shit. That's I, I imagine, you Brain know, genius. like... Holding a magnet over a mobster, holding a magnet over water, and you know, uh, that's what you got to do. Putting a magnet in lead shoes. They are fucking. Cool. Oh, this is. I have to stop. This is <laughs> yeah, really stop, stop. I've never figured this out before. I've been fucking with this magnet because it'll stick to this little like stack of screws right, that I yeah. got. Okay. 
and I didn't realize I could like affect. You didn't think you were autistic for the long. longest. Like you, you didn't know you were autistic, and it's you had still screws on your desk. And you didn't think you were autistic because you're traditionally chance. attractive. You <laughs> <laughs> If we were going on another tangent, I'm like 90% sure that that might be accurate. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been recently. I like a few months ago, I went on a date with somebody who's like a psych professor who also like was diagnosed with autism later in life. She's a woman. She's diagnosed with like OCD and ADHD younger. That's my exact diagnosis. Yeah. And she's telling me this about how, yeah, like those all might be the same disorder. Like no matter what, there's a ton of uh, comorbidity between all of those things. And it's really like a lot of women do not get diagnosed in the way that, you know, younger, younger men do, at least like historically the, the past couple decades. And that definitely got me thinking because I've like looked up some symptoms and stuff of it. And, you know, I was definitely toe walking for 30 years and I like planes and paleontology a lot. Uh, <laughs> but friends I've talked to have been like, well, you're really like personable and stuff. And like, I've moved so much that I had to make friends all the time. That's almost a hyper fixation to me is that mm. I'd stay in touch with like a hundred fucking people. Um, but I, I definitely had that realization the other day of like, is it just that I can talk to people and I'm attractive that makes people be like, oh, let's overlook that thing. It's that's crazy. It's it so fucking yeah. it's so stupid. If you're neurodivergent, you're supposed to be an uggo. I don't get it. <laughs> it's not fair. Yeah. It's crazy. Also, like, just figuring out gender identity yeah, and dog. stuff. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, navigating being a person. This is like such a, it's not a first world problem. It, it's like an attractive problem, whatever the corollary of being conventionally attractive is to like first world problems. Uh, I've, I've like always when I was dating younger and even still sometimes, always have people be like, oh, like I saw you or met you and I thought you were going to be completely different. Like I thought you were going to be a douchebag or like arrogant or something. And I was always like, what the fuck are these people talking about? Yeah. I've, I've got like anxiety and stuff yeah. why are people making these assumptions about me turns out I'm just a hunk that's all that's, that's been happening you've been, you've been you've been uh, you've been in the hunk bubble you know you've been, been in, in the, the hunk bubble been in the hunk bubble and but now you know you're finally coming to the fact that you know you're just uh, just like the rest of us you know you're playing with now magnets I got my just magnets. like the rest of us you're, you're playing with you're do, doing your trains really and your cool. magnets and your <laughs> Yes, I, got, I shouldn't I talk my, like that. That's very. I offensive. got my fossil on my desk. I got my trilobite ring. I like dinosaurs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're like. I shouldn't though. talk like that, and immediately go back to the well. You're like, I mean, just I do a home star. I haven't been. I haven't been tested, but you know, I have. A feeling. I gotta. I mean, everyone is. Though. I got everyone. A is, everyone is TikTok. That I might be autistic. autistic. <laughs> I might be autistic. <laughs> That's the other thing. Is like, yeah, there is kind of that uptick in like self-diagnosis TikTok kind of stuff that gets stereotyped. And like, yeah, okay, there's 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 some truth to that of people like finding a category and being like, I've got to like. I need the name. I need the diagnosis or whatever. And, you know, that's just trying to make sense of such a wide spectrum of symptoms and of the infinite complexity of the human brain and all of this stuff. Like, I don't necessarily fault anybody for that stuff, but there is a degree to which people can, like, attach themselves to a label to, like, define their personality to some extent that's no good. 
that's something else I've been thinking about because I'm having like these thoughts of like, what if I've been autistic the whole time? And then it's like, what am I doing? I'm not even on TikTok. Am I doing the thing? <laughs> but also like most people don't have fucking access to mental health care and shit. Yeah. That's a whole, I, I threw like multiple lines out there. There. That's a whole fucking cobwebs nest, yeah. man. Oh, I've been walking on the fucking balls of my feet for 30 years. That's all I know. Yeah. We should incorporate this into our brand. We should be yeah, like, yeah, we're, yeah. The, we're the neurodivergent, transgender, uh, heartfelt comedy relationship advice podcast. I think uh, we just are that already. I think oh. we already are. <laughs> right. You go to our Discord, I think everybody's got fucking mental health shit Some, going on. Somebody's got something. Every one of them. I'm always just, whenever someone lists a bunch of stuff, my brain automatically goes to the John Mulaney new in town joke. I am neurodivergent. I am trans. I'm I neurodivergent. I'm trans. Podcast. I'm new in town. Yeah, it's always, always. <laughs> I love the I love the I'm, way he says I'm new in town. Talk uh, about a delivery. I'm minor coded. Yeah. What? <laughs> Explain. No. Explain yourself. What? No. There are people that believe that, and that they are weird. <laughs> you don't want to do that. I'm minor coded. You people say it again. Me, <laughs> don't say that. People that look like... at me and people look at me and they say that's a twelve year old. No. That's no, stop doing the, What are you doing? I don't like this slide. Of, that's like, this is like what that Noah Berlatsky got in trouble for. Oh, I, I shouldn't have brought that up. literally neurodivergent in a minor or whatever the fuck that No, nah, that I have no idea. Wait, what coded is Coded is such a funny fucking thing. Wait, did someone actually say I minor coded on the internet? People have called stuff minor coded, like oh. characters in shows, like minor oh, coded. Minor it's coded. problematic to like, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, like in an anime where it's like, don't worry, she looks like a little girl, but she's a three thousand year old dragon yeah. princess. You know, yeah. okay, that's right. No, well, yeah. that and there's something to that. That is creepy, but, the, but I'm like, I don't know. What if it's just a but, short person, or what if it's Kristen Chenoweth? Is Kristen Chenoweth minor coded? I, I think this is where I was getting into. Like, I this is this is like my half baked memory of some discourse from quite some time ago. I don't know. I feel like this has come up on Twitter and, and Blue Sky at least sometimes. But it just the the term minor coded got stuck in my head, and I think it's really funny to refer it's to it myself. Funny. Yeah, well, because it's very horrifying. It's like instantly it makes me feel ill. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm just a little baby. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's upsetting. I mean, if the baby play, I don't like. That's a whole other conversation. The fucking baby play. That's the only time we've ever gotten in trouble is when I've, we've gotten in trouble two times. Yeah. Uh, we talked about DDLG, and I talked about contrapoints. Those are the only times that I ever. <laughs> yeah. that we we ever got in trouble in the show. <laughs> we were heavy-handed on DDLG to, to be. Wait, That's what fair. is DDLG? What is that? That is I Daddy don't Dom Little Girl. Uh, it's like a BDSM dynamic. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It can get a little out there for my taste, but, but, but also some of that, I, I get it a little bit, maybe. I so. anticipate <laughs> the people that do it. I'm sure there's a lot of people that do it that don't dovetail into actual pedophilia sure. or whatever. A hundred percent. But it always feels like, I don't know, there was something in my head that's like, any whiff of that, you gotta, you know, you can't indulge. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, just, right, yeah. right. You know. Our, just... our thought was there must be a better way yeah, at the you know. time. It was our whole... 
But people us. wrote in, and I was like, you know what? I am straight up kink shaming people here, and I'm yeah, be you can't that. do that. Not you're you're a romantic, you're an accepting neurodivergent trans romantic advice show. You can't be hating yes. on like yeah. the, the and we're minor coded. We can't be minor coded. Yeah, you're just little babies. You know, you're just little, just little babies. You <laughs> yeah. get when you're yelling at me. This is who you're yelling at. Yes, I just think <laughs> I just think it's really funny to refer to myself as minor coded. No, don't. I don't like it. Stop doing With my voice and mustache and neck that is too big for regular shirts, yes. I have to get custom dress shirts because I have a, a I mean, a sausage isn't even a good description. You got a I have too much neck. Going on. Yeah, you got a whole. It's a lot. Yeah. I'd like to think there's a benefit to it. Like, it'd be harder <laughs> to knock my head off if it was like a rock'em sock'em robot situation. But I don't even know if that's how that works. Um, Maybe. This is an aside, but have you seen Brock Lesnar's wrestler daughter? I'm looking at Brock uh, Lesnar's maybe. Brock, 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 Brock Lesnar's uh, wrestler daughter. Brock Lesnar's wrestler Yo! daughter. Brock Lesnar's she, wrestler just, daughter. I mean, she's just a girl that looks exactly like Brock Lesnar down to like she the thickness. She will tear well. your arms off. Yeah, she, she will destroy. She is a gigantic lady. Um, I yeah. love her. And she I could hurt you very yeah. badly. There you go. Hey, this is this is the me living in Nashville in 2015 episode. Around the same uh, season of my life as Threk Michaels, I lived in the same apartment building as Brooke Hogan. Okay. Who oh. Threk Michaels would, would chat with and would tell me about when he chatted with her at the Piggly Wiggly. And she put out like a pop album. And I don't think it was very good. And Threk she was also Michaels like seven feet tall. Chatting with Brooke Hogan at the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> 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 It's just all these names coming at me. That's all these great names so to say in a southern good. accent. That was um, a great time down there. You yeah. got cheer wine going. I'm just thinking of Nashville, and I don't even remember how Threk came up. Oh, just, you mentioned Piggly Wiggly, yeah, and it sent yeah, me on this entire go. tangent. This Threk tangent. Well, you meet everyone like that in Nashville. <laughs> Janitor here, janitor here at the Green Bar. You know, his name is uh, Grunch Lewis. And Grunch Lewis, you know, he was he was like... He played lap steel on over 70, 70 hit George Jones track. Please uh, put Grunch Lewis in one of your comics. That's a fantastic name. Uh, here's, a, here's, a guy, here's a guy over here. He's called uh, uh, Fingal Hordenstein. You know, Fingal Hordenstein, he was the only, you know, the only Mexican Jew in Nashville. And let me tell you, he would Classic play... Classic Latino name, Fingal. Fingal. You know, one of them Scottish Latinos. One of them Latino, Scot Latino Scottish Jews that you see so often. Ooh, they, don't make them, they don't make them like this no more, I'll tell you. Yeah, and old Fingal Hordenstein, you know, he's, he's playing double bass. You know, he call, they called him, they called him Fingal. Fingers Fingal, because he had them fingers, you know? Um, and also, he they got him cut him off, you know, in because he, he a mob hit. You know, it was a mob. He owed mob money hit. to the mob. It he was a, a big fucking hit. problem. He owed money to the Nashville mob. And it's real funny, because they're, they're Italians, but they speak with a southern accent. So it's like, hey, I'm walking over here, you know, they Ma say. You mama me. They say, forget about, forget now, about it. Forget about it. I tell you, I hate, I hate to break all this up, oh, but I gotta go God. listen to some vapor wave. Hell yeah! Ooh, <laughs> Is that where you're going? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go see um, King Quartz and Frank Javsi at uh, oh, Cafe Bourbon Street. Frank Javsi, I'm yeah. jealous. Hell yeah. It's gonna be cool. Jealous. Hell yeah, cool. that sounds good. Well, Dono, 
Audrey, thank you so much uh, for being on. I love talking Bless. about being brands unto ourselves. And what are your plugs? Give us your plugs. Radio Free Tote Bag. It's a show about relationships. We're going to hit six years in March. Uh, it's a rocking show. You, the listener, write in your questions. We answer them. We have cool guests on. We've had Alex on a fuck ton of times. Yeah. We had you Alex and back. Steven on from before his untimely demise. We had Max from Eve 6. I can't even think of all the people we've had on. We just had Grace uh, Freud on from Girl yeah. God. She was Yo, fucking hilarious. She's great, yeah. She's amazing. Uh, check it out. We've had a lot of cool people yep. on, and we're going to have a lot of cool people on this year. We're having Dave Hill on soon. Yo, That's you're cool. getting some guests. You're getting some guests. Getting, cool. some, getting, getting some clout. Brands. We're, we're brands we're, now. Brands. <laughs> <laughs> we brand in his we're hair. Brands. We're having Grunch Lewis on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I check have, it uh, out. Yeah, please check it out. Uh, I have another plug. It is for a littler, a little smaller project, a little tinier scale. A minor thing. coded project. A minor <laughs> coded no, project. No. <laughs> <laughs> Where uh, me and my partner uh, Corla are going through every episode of the Digimon animated series. Uh, it's called Data Transfer, a trans feminine reading of Digimon <laughs> Adventures animated series. Uh, we just released another episode. We're on like a monthly schedule at this point, which low-key sucks, but I want people to listen to it. Uh, data transfer anywhere you find podcasts. It's good. It's the horniest show I've ever heard. It's so fucking horny. Follow me on Blue Sky, at Dono and the other stuff. I've started making synth music in the past few uh, months, and I am finishing a track that I'm like, I finished a song. I'm doing that for the first time, and I'm, I'm going to figure out how to make like a music page and stuff, but do, oh, yeah. do that shit. Hell yeah. At Dono. Well, At Odd on Blue Sky. Hell yeah, we okay. early. We'll link. We we'll put early. all the links in there. We'll put them hell in yeah. there. We'll put them in the description. It'll be it'll be nuts. They'll be able to click on them, see see your faces. It'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> Rock and roll. All right. Uh. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>